All right, guys, we're uh, we're back with uh, Race 22 uh, podcast. This is April 13th, 2020, the most dreaded year to date in my life. Anyways, I was born in 1982, so uh, you know I've uh, I've lived through a few things, but uh, nothing quite like this uh, coronavirus uh, COVID-19 deal that we're uh, living through now uh got uh, roger johnson my compadre here he's uh he's on the uh, other line here from his home in uh, mooresville north carolina roger uh welcome to the show thanks for having me back yeah, I it's mean, not really a show. It's more like me and you just keep chatting throughout the day, ten well, or fifteen times. I love it. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, people would probably rather listen to our conversations when we're just talking and not on there. <laughs> of course, those kinds of things get got Kyle Larson kicked out of uh, you know NASCAR, so we probably should not do that. Well, um, he yeah. went right there, well, all the way right know, to the beginning. I mean, listen, people would have been uh, disappointed if we didn't at least. Uh, at least hit the hit the fact that that happened, and for those of, high you know, for those of you in the dark, um, Kyle Larson uh, um, delivered a racial slur during um, a race uh, on iRacing. racing. Uh, I think it was some race at Monza or something. Uh, I, I don't keep up with iRacing, racing, but uh, I, I certainly have seen uh, my fair share of the videos from uh, from this instance, anyways. And uh, he uh, was suspended from NASCAR, suspended from iRacing, which that's hilarious in itself, but that's a whole other story for, for another day. Um, and, uh, of course, he was uh, suspended from his team. He's lost uh, several of his sponsors, McDonald's, um, Credit One Bank, uh, you know, others. Of course, his, uh, his sprint car sponsors, uh, you know, hanging in there tight, so... Um, and, and, you know, I can see both sides of that. I can see where, uh, you know, big corporations are trying to protect themselves uh, from that. Um, and, you know, smaller businesses are, you know, like, hey, we, we understand this guy made a mistake and uh, we're going to roll on down the road. So I see both sides of that. Uh, I know uh, we talked about it a little bit before we, uh, you know, turn the uh, hit the record button here. But uh, you got any uh, any thoughts about uh, that deal? Bad deal on everybody's part, right? Like, I mean, I've, I've heard more people say more things, you know, taken out of context. And, and I'm not saying this wasn't taken out of context or is taken out of context. I'm just saying that, that man, just another black eye on the gig that we really don't need. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely... Uh... Definitely something that uh, NASCAR didn't need, but I guess uh, you know, I guess it didn't matter if uh, if you were a uh, drive for diversity uh, California kid or not uh, when you when you say things like that. So that was uh, the thing I found the most intriguing, right? I mean, that was a big part of him getting there, <laughs> and I, I don't know, it seemed to have gotten abandoned. I'm not real sure, but yeah. you know, we've all probably had one or two things in our careers that that we've done that we're not proud of and I'm, I'm sure this will be another one of those and then I, I'm, I'm i'm just interested as in how it gets handled going down the thing do they do they persecute him for life or is it a, okay you messed up and moving on you know um but when my son who he games um some online and when he brings me down videos to see of uh esports guys that are not even racing guys that are just pummeling him just pummeling Kyle Larson, and I, I, I just I'm sad because I think it leaves a black on our, eye on our sport. Yeah, that's for sure. And you know, 
I mean, I, I don't want to get go too far down this, you know, subject obviously because it's that's not our thing, you know. Late model, sure. late model sure. racing is our thing, and uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, harp on this because I think he's getting enough, uh, I think he's getting enough good and bad out of this, right. um, you know, on his own, mostly bad. So well, on a brighter note, though, some some things seem to be um, legitimately possibly opening up sooner than what we had thought, or possibly the timeline's really close to what we had thought. Yeah, I mean, you know, that timeline's a moving target, you know, so I, uh, you know, I think, you know, we talked about it last week, I talked, you know, I, I think I, you know, kind of surprised you with the fact that, you, you know, I thought it was going to be you know, six weeks from last week, and, you know, now we're, you know, five weeks from that time period, and, and you know, it may, uh, that uh, that timeline may decrease or increase depending on where you're at, you know, in the in the, in the world. Um, seems like the uh, the peak times are uh, moving by a few days. North Carolina's backed up a few days. Virginia's backed up a few days. Uh, seems like uh, some of the other states, though, uh, they're uh, they're more than ready to uh, you know kind of open things back up and get back get life back to some sort of uh, some sort of normal, even if it is with uh, you know mask and. Uh, um, you know, continuing hand sanitizer and, and uh, wipes and washing your hands, which I'm all for, you know, that part for sure. Um, people need to wash their hands. Um, but, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, that that target date could be a little different from, from place to place. I still think that, uh, I still think that uh, what I said last week and, you know, Charlie Hansen, you know, of course, agreed with me, you know, the timeline that we were looking at kind of heading toward Memorial Day weekend. I still think that's a very viable uh, timeline. I also think, and, you know, this is something I actually thought about after the show last week, not even before we started seeing that, you know, the timeline could open up a little sooner. I think that it's possible that they wait until after Memorial Day weekend to open it back up, like maybe that Tuesday, um, just given you know, given the fact that Memorial Day weekend would be a huge weekend for people to be around each other, and that would uh, that would give them a another kind of uh, opportunity for people to social distance. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. I, I can tell you, you know, from my standpoint as part-time promoter. You know, I do this race 22 thing, and you know have, we have late model racer, but I also try to promote a few races. Uh, got a mini stock tour, um, working on another tour right now. Um, you know, and got uh, you know Franklin County Speedway for a few races this season. And I, I can tell you, uh, either Saturday May 23rd or Sunday May 24th, I'm gonna figure out a way to race. So that's uh, that's my man threw down the gauntlet right there. That's that's my goal. I mean, I, now listen, we may have to do it without fans. I may have to run one division so I don't have too many people in the infield. Whatever it takes, though. But I can tell you this: I am stocked up. I've been working on this little by little, but I am stocked up on uh, mask. I am stocked up on hand sanitizer. I am stocked up on wipes. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the opportunity in which for us to go forward in a little different way than we normally do, you know, because I think that's what it's going to take once this is over with anyways. Um, so, you know, I want to be as prepared as possible and be as, um, as responsible as possible moving forward. And I think a lot of racetracks, I talked to two or three, uh, racetrack promoters today and, uh, every one of them that I talked to, um, either agreed with me and hadn't thought about how that was going to play out or had already thought about how that was going to play out and was already working on getting those supplies themselves. Um, and, and another thing that I found very interesting in the conversation today was uh, one, of the, one of the promoters that I talked to was 
thinking about over the next two weeks doing an invitational an invitation only pay-per-view uh which i got a feeling is something that's gonna gonna come down the pike i've actually thought about it i mean we we've we've talked about it you and i talked about it a bunch right yeah yeah and i'll be honest with you i mean my may 24th date if we're not open back by then that's probably kind of how that event's gonna play out um you know don't know what kind of cars don't know what exactly what we're gonna do uh but i mean people are you know desperate for some con- uh, content uh i mean that's why we're doing this podcast because people are like man there's nothing going on and of course you know I, you know I, i'm not saying that i'm a one-man band so to speak with race 22 but you know all the rest of my guys have real jobs you know what i mean they don't work in racing every day um or at least don't work for race 22 every day and uh you know so i'm you know i don't know what to write about you know what i mean i got a couple opinion things but i mean eventually people are gonna get tired of hearing my opinion um you know or reading it or whatever but you know i, I think that um i think that this podcast is a good way for us to catch up you know daily on things and we are working on guests uh we didn't have anybody lined up for today um and we're kind of late tonight, you know, putting this together because I've been working. Roger's been, yeah, I don't know what the heck he's been doing. Uh, <laughs> I can't ever catch a break with you. Can well, I mean, listen, working. you might have been working. I just don't know it. So that's, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. Okay. That's it. Um, I still been in Performance Center every day. <laughs> I don't know if I should be, but I still have been. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think we all got to keep working a little bit. Can't yeah. just quit. I mean, I think we're going to have to, I think I'm going to have to come down there one day next week and do a live show and, and, uh, sure. you know, we have to stay six feet apart and, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of play, play the game here. So, that's um, it. but you know, that's something I, that, I mean, and that's something I hadn't actually talked to you about that, but that's something I've been thinking about, uh, you know, too, is, uh, you know, possibly going down there, but, um, let, you know, going back into this past weekend, um, you know, I had a I had an interesting weekend. Um, went down, started uh, doing a little bit of work Friday. You know, at Franklin County, um, didn't do a whole lot, but did a little bit, and uh, ended up having a couple cars test on Saturday. They'd been, you know, wearing me out about it, so we went ahead and let them test. Uh, you know, um, hoping to do a few more of those over the next couple of weeks, just an opportunity for those guys to uh, get on the track. Because, I mean, you know, so many racetracks are closed down and not testing. You know, some are. Dominion is, Ace is at the moment, uh, Caraway is, Hickory is, Wake County is, Southern Nationals starting testing this week, I believe. Um, you know, but several tracks, South Boston, you know, of course, Motor Mile that's shut down, period. Um, you know, both of them, that's the two, tr- uh, you know, tracks on each side of me. You know, they're obviously not testing. So we, we decided to do that, and, you know, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. That's that, that's bad, ain't it? That is bad. Um, you know, it was Easter, and, and uh, I wanted to I wanted to sit down and record a couple of podcasts and get a couple of days ahead of, ahead of schedule, but that never happened, so <coughs> sorry. Um, but uh, what what uh, what did you do this past weekend, man? Man, I, uh, we worked as a family around the house a little bit, and then we had a had a Easter church Sunday morning via web link, like many others around around the world. And uh, I fired up the big green egg, and we we ate. That's what everybody does, right? You're quarantined. We eat and walk and eat and walk, and <laughs> that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Sounds sounds about right. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that's, there's not much to do, that's for sure. And that's, uh, you know, we want to do, uh, you know, do this podcast tonight, you know, just kind of a little uh, quick uh, quick hit here tonight just to have you guys uh, something to listen to. I know you guys would uh, would rather, you know, hear from a guest than uh, hear from me and uh, Roger every day. So we were, uh, we're working on that. We've got a couple of – I've spoke to, uh, you know, Kenny Shepard uh, from Madera Speedway. Uh, I know they're kind of going through a little thing where, you know, they've got all this MAV TV programming that they have to fill. And, of course, you know, they can't operate. And they're in a unique position where, you know, I believe the city uh, owns the facility. Um, so they're going to be dictated by the government when they can open up completely. Um, whereas I feel like other racetracks are in a position where, um, you know, they can make some moves when, uh, when they're ready to, um, good or bad, I guess, you know. So um, I believe you've talked to a couple of people uh, about possibly being on this week. Yeah, I, I think it would be good. I, I want to get a kind of a diverse group of maybe some people that are car owners. And I, uh, I talked to I talked to Kevin Piercy about maybe him coming on and talking to us about some of the changes that are going to take place. Um, David Gilwin and I have also been talking on a daily basis just about some of the trials and tribulations that he's going through as a, as a truck, you know, a multi-team truck owner and ARCA car owner with, you know, with uh, 70 employees. And Ouch. and I think it'll be good to find out how some of these people have handled some of these things because it's, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? We haven't, we haven't been able to establish this before, so it's all new. So I think the more information that we can get, the better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'd be interested to hear, you know, what uh, what uh, what Gilliland has uh, been, you know, doing, how he's preparing for, you know, an unknown. He doesn't know when he's going to go back racing. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, just from, you know, <clears throat> my standpoint with Race 22, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, waiting on everything else, you know what I mean? But from the racetrack standpoint, I'm, I'm you know, I, you know, didn't do anything for a month because I was like, eh, this sucks, you know. And then now I'm kind of getting unwound and i believe probably everybody's kind of in that same boat i have a feeling that uh you know everybody kind of looked at this all oh, this this is only going to last a few weeks and then right. after those few weeks were over they're like well this is serious so i think everybody but everybody's kind of over it at this point everybody wants to get moving everybody you know i mean god knows the president thinks that uh you know he needs to get open back up tomorrow and i'm not saying that he's wrong i don't know whether he is or not i'm not a i'm not an expert on that but, uh, you know, I, I, obviously everybody's kind of got to that point where they're ready to go. And, I mean, I know you're ready to get Performance Center back open and, uh, you know, work on some cars and, you know, build some cars, you know, clip some cars or whatever, whatever comes down the pike. For sure, right. And, uh, I mean, that's that's one of the challenges that, that we're going through at Performance Center is to, you know, we definitely want to be a little bit ahead of the racetracks and, and definitely have some – things that we can do for customers right now um so you know we, we want to go ahead and open up and be back up to full song um when the racetracks do open so that, that we don't have any gap in our coverage for our customer you know what i mean we we have, we have full shelves now but i also would like to to you know what i mean start pumping out product again a week to 10 days before we know we're going to be back at the racetrack so Right, I'm with you on that. I mean, I think that's uh, I think that's the right uh, right way to look at it for sure. 
And um, my guys are dying to get back. I think they're like everybody else, bored. <laughs> bored. I mean, a guy can only be around for sit around the house for so many days and and so many hours, you know, before before he starts looking for things to do. So I think it'll be really good for everybody to get back to a racetrack, to a testing, to you know, whatever they allow us to do. I think we'll take what we can get. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, coming out of this, I wish uh, I wish I was a uh, divorce lawyer because I think that's going to be the hottest property coming out of this deal. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of divorces, you know, husbands and wives having to spend so much time together. I think that's uh, not going to be good. I mean, I, you, you, you're, I think you're safe because uh, obviously your wife's got something wrong with her if she stayed with you this long to start with. But, she's, you know. Right, she doesn't see well. I, I, I think she's partially blind or something. I'm not real sure what exactly it's problems, but There's I know I definitely wrong. outkick my coverage. That's for sure. N- no doubt. No, no doubt about it. So. Um, well, I mean, like I said, we just uh, wanted to hit this real quick. Uh, I, I guess a couple other things that come to my mind, uh, you know, to uh, talk about before we, uh, you know, jump off of here. Uh, of course, uh, Dylan Motor Speedway, Ron Barfield, announced last week that he was moving his April 18th race to May 2nd. Um, and when I first seen that, actually somebody showed it somebody showed it to me on Facebook, and I was like, well, that's, that's never going to happen. And then I started listening to how the South Carolina governor is talking about things, and that actually might happen. Who knows? It's hard to tell. Uh, it's hard to tell what's going to happen down there uh, in South Carolina. They've came. They've kind of taken a different approach than uh, North Carolina or Virginia, um, and even Tennessee. In Tennessee, could open back up a whole lot sooner. Um, you know, so I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if either one of those was open in early, uh, early to mid-May. And, and you know, that's something too that, that you and I have discussed at length is that. The deal is really, really hard to trend, not only because there's so many new things, but because there's so many different people involved. Virginia could open, and and North Carolina could not, and you just don't know who's going to allow you to do what at what point. Yeah, I mean, the the little deal that, uh, you know, the uh, New York governor uh, started talking about today, and I believe they're doing the same thing in the uh, West on the west coast with washington and california maybe um you know they're kind of the states are kind of getting together and and deciding these as a region they have not done that yet here um but it would be very uh very advantageous i think for them to do that uh for them to get on the same page and uh kind of do things at the same time though i think uh though i think south carolina is probably if i was to guess south carolina is going to get the jump on everybody else around them yeah, but they, they've been they, they've been behind the curve in so many things, right? They they didn't have cases as early. They're they're quite a bit more spread out, right? Like I mean, uh, you know, I I think I think they've been behind a lot of it anyway. So I I don't see it being the end of the deal. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I don't I don't either. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know this thing's so hard to predict. I mean, by the by the time this uh, by the time this is over, you know me and you, Roger, we're we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be coronavirus experts. I don't know what I'll be. I don't, I don't want to really be a coronavirus expert. I, I got to be an expert in something else because this this thing. I, there's so many times you can't tell who's telling the truth and who's not. I'm sure, like many of the people listening, you know, the the information that we get is so skewed in a lot of ways, and you know, I think it it. These, that's the uncertainty that it leaves, and and we got to try to do the best we can to to figure out figure out what that uncertainty it really means, or or what it means to our family or our particular case. Uh, yeah, I agree 100 percent on that. 
Um, another thing from uh, kind of over the weekend that uh, came up, you know, just like the Dylan deal, um, it hasn't really been put out there. And I, I guess Charlie, uh, you know, Hanson, when we had him on uh, Thursday, um, kind of uh, kind of said the same thing. But, uh, you know, expecting NASCAR to uh, push back their uh, Cup Series race. You know, they're scheduled to go back racing May 9th at uh, Martinsville Speedway. And, uh, you know, if that was to happen, obviously they think that's going to happen with no fans. But right now they think that's not going to happen. And that uh, Sunday, May 24th at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Coca-Cola 600 is anticipated as being the first race. But it is likely to be the first race and without fans. Uh, you have any uh, you have any thoughts or, or feelings about these uh, these sports? Not just NASCAR, and not not just you know the weekly tracks that could you know do the same thing, but just sports in general, you know, operating without fans. Besides from a revenue basis, I, I think it's great, right? Like, I mean, I, I think that many of us many of us would I, I don't mind to go to some sporting events. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that. My wife's company has some PSL uh, tickets down there, and I get an opportunity to go one or two times a year. And, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's great to go to the events and, and experience some of the events. But but also, I, I, I mean, I get tired of buying a $12 beer, right? So I, I, think it's a, I think it's a double-edged sword. And I think the thing that I'm excited to see is the amount of different content that we're going to be able to watch that we didn't before this because so many people now, I think you're going to get to see more stuff streamed. And I, I just think for, for the, for the viewer, the possibilities are going to be endless. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know how that works out from a financial standpoint going down the road. I mean, just, you know, taking an average weekly track, you know, as an example, we'll go with Hickory. Okay. Cause that's the closest one to you, I believe. For sure. Um, you know, you know, if Hickory, if Hickory races, uh, you know, let's say they get the opportunity to race in a few weeks, but they have to go without fans. They can operate with their cars, but they can have no fans. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that goes into that and questions in my mind. But one of them is, you know, how do they make it financially? I mean, are they just is this just a, an opportunity for them to have an event and just kind of pass the time? Or, or is this something that they can find a way, um, you know, to, to to make it work with? I mean, do they cut the purse to make it work? Do they right. change I things? Mean, we're in uncharted territory. We're, we're, we're back in uncharted territory, right? We, we know that the fan counts have slowly gone, but that, that has seemed to be the separation from a lot of the the the, the weekly series to, to some of the bigger touring series is – and I don't want to say on a complete basis, but on the events, you know, the the car tour, a few of the car tour events get really good crowds. Now, now I'm not saying that Hickory on a Saturday night does not get a good crowd. I'm, I'm just saying it's not it's not the crowd for the throwback race. It's not the crowd for for some of these other things. And, and I I think that it will be less defined then as to who's having success where. Right, I think it will be harder. This, this, in my opinion, will make it harder to be like, well, they didn't have anybody at, at Motor Mile, or at Dylan didn't have any people in the stands. Well, if it goes to an electronic deal where we're just viewing it online, now that becomes a game changer. So I think it's all about the content at that point, right? Like if it's good, I think people will watch. 
if it's not good, I don't think they're going to watch. That's it. So it could be the death of some promoters that don't, in my opinion, want to want to morph with it. Because I, I think you're definitely going to have to move with it right here. Yeah, and I mean, I think another variable there is, uh, you know, the fact that if you're NASCAR sanctioned, you uh, can't stream your races on anything but uh, the NBC <laughs> track pass, which the tracks get no money from. So I don't know. I don't, I don't either. I almost think that you may see it go, you know, the, the outlaw deal because the, the content can be good and they're not regulated and they can pretty much do whatever they want. If they want to launch fireworks off or jump cars or set people on fire, they can do it to try to draw the fan like they used to in the old days as opposed to, and I'm not bashing NASCAR, I'm not saying that, it's, it's got its own rules for a reason. But right. I just think that this has to give some advantage some advantage, in my opinion, to the non-NASCAR sanctioned tracks. I would agree completely. Of course, they've still got to put on a great show. And that's one thing that I found interesting. I was actually talking to uh, Tony Stevens from uh, Pit Row TV the other night, just going back and forth with him on text message, asking him questions, trying to, you know, I, I sit around picking people's brains all the time just to see what kind of information I can get. And, and uh, you know, I asked him what he thought about... Um, you know, pay-per-view and like a, uh, you know, Night of Destruction, crash rama thing. And uh, he said, eh, those sell tickets, but they don't really sell pay-per-views. And I found that to be completely interesting. Wow, yeah. Um, that that was, uh, you know, because he's done some. He's done some demolition derby events. He's done some different things. And, and uh, you know, he really felt like, uh, you know, racing sold better on pay-per-view than, uh, than those things did. And, uh, I'm not really... I'm not really sure if I know why or understand that uh, that premise there, um, but it but it does make sense because you know obviously in person those things would be uh, you know much more exciting. Whereas a race is is a race whether you see it in person or right. uh, a, a, or online. I mean the only difference is you ain't smelling the rubber and, and the fuel and and you don't you know get that sensation um, you know of speed and and uh, all that uh, you know from the pay per view. So. Just found that to be really interesting, I, you know, because I'm all time, you know, I'm thinking about how we can do things, man. You know, like I said about this track that, you know, the one track today that told me, you know, it's possible that they could do an invitational only event and, you know, put it on pay-per-view. And, and you know, I've, I've thought about that, like we said, and it, but at the same time, you know, I would have thought before I talked to Tony the other night, I would have thought, man, we should just do a, you know, Crash-O-Rama deal and, and that'll be great. Um, and I don't know if we talked about it on the show last week or not, but, uh, you know, they had that, uh, Freedom 500 a week or so ago, um, at the Freedom Factory in, uh, Bradenton, Florida. That's, uh, Cletus McFarlane's, um, racetrack is his playground, yep. I guess now. Um, you know, I think it did very well from what I can gather from watching his videos and him talking about it. Obviously he ain't giving out any numbers, but, you know, we tried to do the tried to do the math and figure out exactly what we thought you know come of that and i mean i think he did he did really really well off of that and all it was was uh you know a bunch of uh he bought some crown vicks and put a half-ass roll cage in it and uh put some nitrous in there and and let them rip so (laughs) you know yeah i mean you know it sounds like fun to me i mean but i think also that guy's got uh you know, I don't know, 2 million, you know, followers on YouTube or something. So I think that makes a big difference. Race 22 ain't had 2 million followers of anything. So, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to get to that, man. It's hard to get to that. So. It's still early. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, uh, 
we're definitely, I mean, but that's definitely, you know, interesting, you know, that, you know, how the, the dynamics of all that works and, and, you know, how things could play out. I, I just don't see, uh, you know, as much as I really want to, to feel this way, I really just don't see pay-per-views winning out. I just, I don't see it. And I know Tony Stevens killed me for saying that, but I just don't see pay-per-views winning out even in this climate. I just really don't. I just, yeah. I just don't think people want to consume, want to consume things on TV. And I might be wrong. I might be totally wrong. I mean, I think people would rather be in the stands. You know, the the diehard people that would be willing to buy a pay per view aren't willing to buy a pay per view because they'd rather be in the stands. Yeah, but I, I don't disagree with that. But I also think that I also think we already know who that customer is. Sure. Right. He's the same guy that's been coming to the racetrack, and he's dying to get back. Sure. I'm all for us going this digital way to try to get those fans to follow along. I spent a bunch of time today reading reading some Twitter, and and I know that's a that's a really loaded thing, but I spent a lot of time actually reading through this Kyle Larson thing, and and the the one thing that I really found ironic was how many people had said during this time while there isn't live sports on they've really been drawn back to nascar through through the i racing through different things and and i it, it kind of rang bells off in my mind that, well maybe that's what we need as an alternative to try to bring the new fan or reintroduce the fan to what we're seeing yeah, but I mean, this shutdown is not going to last forever, so that's, that's the problem. I mean, that's a no, great. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree, but that. if it's kind of a land grab, you know, I mean, it it, it really is. is kind of a land grab because I think there's so many people that are that are just used to consuming content in a certain way that now that content's not available, so they're searching new means. And if you can retain some of those to search new means, or we can grab them to be future followers, I think it was a it was a bright move. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope it uh, I hope it works that way. So I don't you you know me I don't I, I hate I don't hate eye racing I just don't like eye racing. No, I mean I, I, not, I'd love to play else it. Nothing has caused some controversy, and I believe you told me years ago not all press is bad press, and and. You know, <laughs> we had the rage quit thing with Bubba and then this, and, and I, I think it's at least sparked good or bad some some fact where, where people are, are talking about it. Yeah, let me make sure I fix that quote for you. That, yeah, right. That, I know what it is. <laughs> I figured you'd fix it. You let me go longer than I thought you would. Yeah, that, that quote is... Um, all publicity is good publicity, <laughs> and that's true except for about last night. I think right. uh, Kyle right. Larson, I think, took that to uh, to another uh, to another level. But you know, hey, at the same time, I mean, O.J. Simpson, you know, might have murdered some people, and he's pretty popular now too. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you know, hey, hey, many people still think Casey Anthony's pretty hot even after she killed her daughter. So, Or, or allegedly wow. killed her daughter, I should say. Um, You're going to go to the Carol Baskin thing. I was waiting for you uh, to go to Carol Baskin. Good old Carol. Well, there's, I mean, there's, that's the only one that I, I'm for sure of right there. So. <laughs> the Carol Baskin. <laughs> the, the rest of them I don't know about, but I'm for sure of that one. 
and I'm sure most people have watched Tiger King by now, except except for the Corey Lathams of the world. I think everybody else has watched Tiger King, you know. Um, and that's we got to we got to try stuff. to get Corey to answer his phone so he can come on and rap with us a little bit. Yeah, every time I call him, he either doesn't answer or. He's busy working on his four-wheeler. God, I wish he'd buy him a new one because he wouldn't have to work on it so much. But, um, <clears throat> you know, do something. We need to get him on here one night, but, you know, we gotta we got to keep him sober long enough in order to make that happen, I think. So he's gonna That's kiss. actually the fun. We should give him a couple beers. That's a great time. Yeah, well, no, nah, I, I don't think so. I, I, try, I, I actually tried that one time. It didn't work. So. <laughs> didn't go as planned. Nah, nah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not a good idea. Corey's worse than Kyle Larson when he's had a few beers. Okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, we, we, we kid because we care, Corey. I mean, yeah, well, for sure. we sort of care. For sure. I'm not sure if we do or not. But. No, we, we do. I think we do. Just in a weird way. Right, right. For sure. <clears throat> Um, well, that'll probably, uh, that'll probably wrap this thing up, man. I think, uh, we touched on all the little things that, uh, you know, we thought, you know, kind of transpired over the last few days. And of course we didn't have a show Friday, um, just because I got busy. I think you got busy and, um, you know, we weren't able to, uh, you weren't able to do that. Uh, but we're going to try to hit this as often as possible. You know, last week I said we'd do it every day. Um, that, uh, that task has proven harder than, than I anticipated even given the the lock-in order or whatever the heck we're under right now um so that 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 has proven you know hard i mean here it is we're uh 10 10 30 at night and we're uh we're sitting here recording because i've been busy today you've been busy today it's amazing how busy we can still be despite the fact that we're not supposed to be doing anything i, I think i'm actually more busy than i was before only because everything is so unorthodox now Right. Some people that I do business with aren't around. Some people that you do business are around. It, it Everything seems to just take more steps just because you're not exactly sure of the protocol, of the way these things work. So I, right. I, I, it seems to be everything takes me longer. Um, you know, I, I sell a bunch of stuff online, and it, I mean, it takes me longer just because the, the – I mean, just everything is slowed down to a pace that – I just think we can't be as efficient, and you know that's maybe one of the things that go along with this thing. Yeah, speaking of selling things online, I, I, I'm interested to hear. I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but I'm interested to hear how that's going. I mean, given you know, I know you uh, started this last year, last March, April, maybe February. I can't remember. Um, you know, really selling on eBay and, and doing stuff, and I know you were doing really good with all this uh, stuff going on in the world uh, right now. What? How has that changed? It is ballistic. Really? Uh, yes, it is ballistic. I, I challenge everybody. There, there's so much of it out there. I, I challenge everybody, and it's very easy. It's just about applying yourself and and doing some research and and finding out how the different platforms work that you want to sell on. And and if 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 I was a racer that was trying to raise funds, what a side hustle. I mean, what a side hustle that you, you can, I, I like the platforms because you can see what things are selling for. So before I buy something, I pretty much have a really good idea of what percentage of them are selling, how much they're selling for. And I, I, it, it doesn't put me in a bad position to make bad buys. It, it, you know, my, I, I even got my whole family doing it. I, I wanted, I wanted 
everybody to learn how to sell things online, all the way from my 13-year-old son to to my parents um, and my uncles and aunts. And, and I, it, it's amazing what selling things online opens up for you as far as ideas. Um, whether it's you want to sell baseball cards. <laughs> I know that you laugh about this, but 45 an hour ago, my son and I, went to a store that had baseball cards while we were getting our groceries. We picked up some baseball cards that we legitimately are going to double our money on tomorrow. I mean, that's, uh, that's the I mean, way it should be, that man. Not... That's awesome. I, I find I... it interesting that, uh, you know, that, that sales are so good. I, I guess it's because everybody's at home. I mean, I, I, I did see a uh, UPS guy that I'm friends with on Facebook the other day that said that uh, said that it feels like the week of Christmas they're delivering yes. so many packages. So I guess, I, it's, so you know, this thing's been good for some... to our UPS guy um, for his drag car, and he came in today. I was the only one there, and he beat on the door, and he came in, and I... I said, you all right? He said, I had to take a day off. <laughs> I said, what? He's like, I had to take a day off. He said, we're going as hard as we go normally in December. And he said, it, it is crazy. He said, I they allowed us to take a day off if we wanted to. And I, I thought, wow. What? He said, but we're, we're, they're moving all the freight now, or a lot of it, a, a large portion. Right. It's unreal, man. It's unreal. It's amazing. We talked about it last week, though. Some businesses are booming from this, and others are just completely and totally like the racing business is totally dead in the water. So, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting time for sure. Well, we've managed to uh, run through thirty, almost thirty-seven minutes here of uh, you and me just uh, jabbering back and forth. I don't know that anybody's actually going to listen to this, and if they do, I feel sorry for them. But Standard you know, gig then. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's you know just normal for us. I mean, except for when we had Charlie on last week, that was the only good part of our our podcast so far, I think. So, you know, I'll work on it. I uh, I've talked to a couple of people, and it's probably my fault to drop the bomb. David wanted to wanted to try to come on today, but. I, I got super busy at the shop trying to do things, and it's interesting to me when you don't have customers coming in, you get on things, and then you just kind of get lost in them. So I, I'll, I will do my part for, for everybody to – we'll get some guests on here and um, see what we can see what we can get them squeezed into saying. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll dig up the best information we can about everything that's uh, going on, and maybe get a few a uh, few good racing tales along the way. I know uh, Thomas Bean he he messages me, and uh, he told me he said, "Man, we need some good racing stories." He said, "Call up some people that can tell some good racing stories." And I told him it's a whole lot harder to get a guy to tell a good racing story on the phone than it is in person, but we'll we'll do our best. <laughs> so. All right, guys. I haven't seen Thomas um, in a couple of weeks. I hope he's okay. Well, I mean, he's hey, listen. He's missing you. I can tell you that much. Okay, he's <laughs> sure, missing yeah, spending money. That's all I can tell like you. Like my kid being gone at summer camp. Yeah, I mean that's the number one uh, customer at PRW, or at least he's there the most. I don't know if he spends. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say the number one customer. I would say I would say that he's there the most. That's I mean, for sure. I mean, I think he has won the most races in the last two years. That's I don't that's know a that statistic. I'd go that far. That's a statistic that he tells me every time I give him hell. So I'm not really. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Any any parting thoughts before we go tonight? I just want everybody to be safe, right? Like, uh, just because you hear a lot of things about open things up you know I, I think we still all need to be as, as safe as we can and i think uh we'll, we'll get back to where we need to be that's for sure and if it's in a week great if it's in two weeks great if it's in three weeks or a month 
great, but I, I think we all have to be somewhat patient and, but yet still be in a good enough position that when they say we can go, we're ready to go. Absolutely. I'm with you. I, uh, echo those, uh, sentiments and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody, uh, you know, in, in the racing world and for that matter, for the rest of the world, you know, uh, stay safe. So, uh, that'll do it for tonight's uh, Race 22 uh, podcast. Uh, hope you uh, hope you didn't uh, shoot yourself tonight having to listen to, to me and Roger Babylon. But uh, if you didn't, we'll be back on tomorrow, hopefully, with uh, with a uh, really good guest, I hope. And I uh, can't tell you who it is yet because I don't even know. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll be back uh, tomorrow and, and, and hopefully give you something uh, better to listen to. Uh, until then, have a good night, guys.